Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host via St. Louis, Missouri, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello again, Andy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Tell everybody what happened. We banged out a... First of all, this is a way better background that you're in now. Of all the backgrounds, the chili pepper, the basement, or... Um, grandma's couch I, I, think, I think grandma's couch is you're sitting in front of a cuckoo clock are you in, like are you in christopher are you in doc brown's garage this clock has not been turned on you have to you have to turn there's a key it's not been turned on for so long and Ooh. and if you use the key to unlock the door, you can walk in it and go to the other side of the looking glass. Like, where are you right now? In my TV room. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this has been this way for a minute. The design. I, like I feel like you're in Willy Wonka's office. <laughs> <laughs> you get nothing. Good day, sir. Uh, well. So tell everybody what happened. We banged out about an hour and 25 minute, really good episode, I thought. And I'm still new to the Zoom game, and I thought it processed, but it didn't. And uh, I shut down my computer and then moved it upstairs, and it processed 38 seconds. Of so, now, so now we have to do this all over. So now I have to redo this, and you guys are going to get a real short episode today. Sorry, that, again, that is on me. Um, but, but I want to say, Joe, I think there has been a maturation of me as a human because you didn't, didn't destroy everything in your house and I didn't swear. I didn't even get angry. I just was very disappointed. And I was to the, I even said, whatever, like I didn't even, I mean, I don't know if that's a maturation for me. I think that's pretty much always who I've been I'm like, well, it is what it is. But, uh, but I was also like, yeah, we can, we can run it back or we can let it or we cannot do it. Whatever. The bottom line is, guys, we are doing this episode. Uh, it's going to be shorter because we lost the last one. Um, not just because we know that you guys want an episode and we would have gotten a million questions about where the episode was today. But also because, uh, you know, Andy and I have been manscaping and we want to talk about it. <laughs> Ah, off the gate, Joe. You're so good and you're so correct. Today's episode of The Dirty Sports is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. As Joe knows, the reopening is right around the corner and there's a chance that no one's seen your balls in a few months. I can honestly say that about myself. I uh, have not had the privilege of a lady seeing it for a while. So didn't, you just go, didn't you just go on vacation with a lady? I did, but that's... Uh, it's a whole a platonic relationship. Yes, that's that's a friend relationship right now. That's okay. Manscape for your romantic partners, but also manscape for yourself. 
That's right. Don't ruin your first quarantine date with the ball fro. Would you show up the first day of school without a haircut? I don't think you would, Joe Prano. And you know what I love is the Manscaped. They got the perfect package 3.0. It comes with that lawnmower, which I love, which is water resistant and a cordless trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag cover, which I know you're using on your trip to St. Louis. I am. I am, actually. I could go in the other room and get it for you if you wanted. Dirtballs, treat yourself for making it through the quarantine with the lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com dot com with promo code dirty your first date will thank you and uh to be honest just do it to yourself like just because there was a quarantine and stay at home don't don't be a savage take take care of your junk that's right uh well andy it's a great episode uh you can follow me on instagram You're like, we've done our requirements and I'm done. Well, look, Joe, obviously we talked. I, I have the rundown. I have everything we discussed last episode. Well, let's bang it out and, and quickly. I mean, I'll say something. I'll, you know, I won't say every time that we get into something not to repeat myself because no one will hear that other episode except us. But one thing that I said last recording that I want to uh, even start off this episode with is just know that. Andy and I are sick of talking about coronavirus yes. and, we're def- and we're definitely sick of talking about racism in America. And uh, unfortunately there's not a whole lot going on in sports today. Um, I, I wish somebody would make another uh, last dance or something so we could talk about anything else. But at this point, basically the sports stories in America are who has coronavirus and uh, when we will ever play sports again because of that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because you're exactly right. We're, we're trying guys. We're, we're doing our best. And obviously we're currently in different cities and these are the stories and we don't want to repeat ourselves, but there have been some new stories and, and kind of what we discussed on the last episode is kind of where we're at for sports, because I said, August 16th is the Chargers' first preseason game, and we both agreed there is no way fans will be at that game. It's about 55 days from now. And all these college athletes from Clemson to LSU to Kansas State to in the pros to Phillies, Toronto Maple Leafs, the Bucks now, the Tampa Bay Bucks, all these different teams are getting COVID. And, and we basically said, at what point – are we just going to let them play that when they're asymptomatic or how it's even going to work out at this point? And, you know, it's, it's a very difficult thing because it's just really hard to play when like, even if you're asymptomatic right now, you or I, if you or I get tested and we currently have coronavirus, not had it before or whatever. If we get tested, even without symptoms, and we have it, doctors are going to recommend that we are quarantined for two weeks. So the idea that guys get tested, it, it, like, you know, even the question of asymptomatic, 
is they're obviously testing all of these, these guys to know whether or not people have it. They're not just testing guys who have a cough or a sore throat or have chest pains or whatever. They're testing everybody. So they're going to get results for who is sick and who is not sick or who has the virus and not has the virus. And I think that that's going to be a major uh, issue for these sports seasons getting underway. I don't think the leagues can say, oh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott got tested and he has coronavirus, but he's asymptomatic, so he's playing on Sunday. I don't think that's going to be how it works. Well, again, my biggest fear is when you get major, you know, enough major players, especially football, and you tell me these guys all have to sit out. Like, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Now, the alternative is just no, no sports. And yeah. we've obviously seen how that's – we're going on about three and a half months now of that, and that's been a disaster as well. Right. So it's, it's a shitty position to be in. I'll just call it what it is. We're not in a good position right now. And, and you're right. I mean, can you imagine if there's a big Sunday night football game and the Packers are playing the Cowboys and Zeke can't play and Dak can't play and Aaron Rodgers can't play? I mean, this it, – it's a disaster, but I never thought about this until after we actually finished last episode. It also could create some interesting drama. Like, who's got the COVID this week? Who's in? Who's out? Like, the, right. injury, the injury report takes on a whole other element this year. Well, and I think, you know, the NFL season is so far away from starting at this point in September. I got to wonder if that's going to be a strategy. If, if you're the Cowboys and your players have it, like, give it to them all right now. Yeah. Get it out of the way. Because we're a long way from football starting, and there's a lot that's going to happen. How many people get it? How many people don't? What we learn about how it's spread? What we learn about whatever? I mean, just think about, again, two months ago, talking about, oh, if you touch your groceries, you're going to get it. It's going to get you. And now we're talking about, don't wear masks. Wear masks. Don't wear. How many times have we gone back and forth on the wear a mask, don't wear a mask thing? And obviously, the clip of Bill Burr, you know, on Rogan going around is, is probably the best mask statement ever. He's like, I don't know. I check the TV. They tell me to wear a mask. I wear a mask. They tell me not to. I don't. Fine. Um, but when it comes to basketball, the NBA is supposed to start in July. Uh, baseball, Major League Baseball is over forever, so we'll leave them out of the uh, equation. But, like, football, like, between now and then, I mean, if you're a smart, you almost let your whole team get it. The, the Swedish model, what, herd immunity? Is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah. Football goes straight Sweden? Yeah. Well, because, it's Ameri- because we're talking America and sports, we'll call it Colin Cowherd immunity. What about NFL games playing in I- empty IKEA warehouses? Ooh, that's interesting. What about that, right? Yeah. Like IKEA's huge. And Brady back to pass and skulls guarded. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson rolling out to the right and oh no, he's Hawkins splad. 
Why do they even name the fucking items at Ikea? Like, none of them are pronounceable. No. No. It's like, they're just like, ah, put, put 11 A's in there. Just yeah. Figure out, how to, figure out how to get 11 A's in there. So I don't know, man. And I think, again, I'm, I am concerned. You had said you think it matters most with basketball concerning having fans. I said I think the sport greatest affected is football because I just think the fans play such an important role, especially um, on the opposing team's offenses, that the thought of watching NFL or college football games without fans I mean, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. It'll be, it'll be different. And it will definitely have an effect. I think it'll have an effect in all sports in terms of some home field. What I was saying was, I think the home court advantage in basketball being in closed arenas and also, you know, with the NBA having whatever it is, 15 games or something like that, 12 games, and then going to the postseason is going to have a huge effect because, you know, you're playing playoff series. Yeah. And and in basketball, you know, getting four games at home versus three on the road, I think I think especially in the basketball playoffs, it, it's it's uh, has a huge uh, advantage. I think probably more so than hockey um, in, in the same size arenas in football. Like I said, on the episode we lost, I think it's a factor on for particular teams, obviously. We all know about those, those, a lot of the indoor stadiums, like the domes, uh, they, they tend to be more difficult to hear when the crowds are going crazy. But you never really hear like, oh my God, people are really struggling to hear at the Houston Texans game this week. It's always like, you know, the Falcons and New Orleans and Indianapolis and whatever. So then, of course, you have the outdoor stadiums that have good fans like your boys up in uh, Seattle. But I, I really feel like we're talking about six or seven teams in the NFL where, like, home field really is a – like, I feel like the crowd is a factor. I think. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just think even the, the – Like, I think, about the, I think about my Giants in the NFC East. Like, I don't think the Giants have an advantage being at home. I don't think the Giants have a disadvantage being in Washington or Philly or Dallas. I, I, you know, like, let's talk about like the AFC West, like the Chargers definitely don't have a home field advantage. They probably have a home field disadvantage. Obviously the Chiefs do. I would say the Broncos are kind of borderline. I'd say the Raiders, maybe. The Raiders will in Vegas, man. And that dome. Really is that full? Is, is that fully enclosed? That, that, yeah. that field? I'm pretty right. sure. Yeah. Cause it's a hundred thousand degrees there. Yeah. 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 The outside is going to look like the same way that, you know, like the Mandalay Bay and some of those hotels look, whatever that, that, that like black glass that they put on. Yeah. Something with the sun. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm real curious because, because no plans have been put out there for college football, for the NFL. You know, I'm real curious how this plays out at this point um, because it is July next week and it's, I mean, it's, it's sooner than later. I, I know what you're saying, but it's still sooner than later. Now, the NBA or, – or no, before we do the NBA, Hard Knocks will feature both teams in L.A. And what I'm deeming a huge NFL ploy again to just really shove that L.A. stuff 
I mean, they they did they did the L.A. Rams. It, it's it, I'm surprised that they're doing the Rams again because they just did the Rams. I mean, they definitely shoved the Rams down our throat when they moved to L.A. a couple of years ago with Hard Knocks. It seemed like obviously the new stadium is big. Um, you think they would have just done the Chargers then? Yeah. So they're going to do Rams and the Chargers. And, and, and do you think this is a matter of like, so on? Like, let's say we're hard knocks is usually what Tuesdays, correct, or something like that. So, is Tuesday going to be an episode about the Rams and the Chargers, and then a week off, and then an episode about the Rams and the Chargers next Tuesday? I don't know. It's a great question because maybe that's a coronavirus thing. Maybe they just think they won't have the access, and they're going to need basically two teams worth of content to fill the amount of time they did before. Here's what I do want to see. I want to see a guest appearance by Jeff Fisher and his flip-flops with the surfboard in the background. Call back to 2016's Hard Knocks. I also want to see if Jared Goff has learned. Jeff, from- Jeff Fisher. I, I just want to see Jeff Fisher with that surfboard in the background cutting people from the surf shop he apparently works at now. Like, what is Jeff Fisher doing? Does Jeff Fisher have a gig? He's, uh, he's fly fishing in Montana, for real. Okay. That's what he's doing. I also want to see if Jared Goff has learned where the sun sets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, this has, this he's, has like, been, he's like, I've been living here long enough. I know it sets that way. And they're like, what, which way is that way? He's like, ocean. I don't know where the ocean is. I, I, I wonder if they can somehow incorporate our, uh, the infamous medium pizza, Jared Goff into the new season of hard knocks. Oh, we should, we should try to make, I mean, since both are going to take place in LA, we should try to make an appearance on hard knocks one way or the other. Maybe you as a season ticket holder. Forget that. I'll deliver him a pizza. I'll, 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 we'll, do, I'll, we'll just do a drive-by. Just, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll man the wheel of your Corolla like I had been for a month and a half while you were gone, and then you'll just stick your head out the sunroof and throw a medium pizza at him. I love how you think I have a sunroof. I, was, I, I mean, I knew you didn't, but I was trying to. Hey, let's, let's, not, let's not exaggerate. I got the basics on that Corolla hatchback. I'm, I'm no Walt Ruther and his Acura RDX with a sunroof that literally covers the entire car, which I've never seen before, basically. That's dope. That's dope. I love those. Yeah. Mikey, Mikey had a, a Mercedes SUV back in the day with a custom sunroof that, that went the whole way back, and it was dope. Yeah. It's, it's pretty dope. Okay. So Hard Knocks, LA, we'll be there. We don't know what they're going to film. We don't know how it's going to go down. Will they discuss race relations in Hard Knock? I think it's a legitimate question because they're talking about the Chargers with maybe working out Kaepernick at some point. You have Anthony Lynn, a blackhead coach. What does the NFL say for them to stay away from? I think that the – I think, you know, the the conversation of race and the Kaepernick thing and kneeling for the anthem and all that stuff, that's going to be a story again this year. I'm. I think the the a wager would be will be mentioned more than coronavirus this year. I think it's going to be a major thing in the NFL. And I got to say, you know, like I said before, Andy, we don't want to talk about race on the show every damn episode. It's just, you know, what what else is there to talk about? We'll obviously get to the NASCAR news later on and stuff. But I think that this is a major thing in going to be in the NFL this year. And all sports and, and look, 
The, I love that the owners basically are forcing Roger Goodell to take an L where two years ago they had him basically being like Mr. Rah-Rah flag America. They're, you know, they're blackballing Colin Kaepernick. And now the, the players have made a statement and Roger Goodell has to say that statement word for word. Like he's a, like he's a hostage situation. He's reading a hostage note. And now he's saying, well, players should feel free to express themselves wherever they want. We welcome Colin Kaepernick back in the league. We hope he gets a chance. It's like, this is the fattest L anyone's ever taken. And I love it. Yeah. And I love it. And by the way, every shithead, whoever, tweeted us or tweeted in general or posted a stupid YouTube video being like, this is about patient. Like you're all taking the most gigantic L's. Every player is going to kneel week one. Everyone, everyone, every single it's, player. It's crazy where it's gone. I mean, when you have hall of famers from Mississippi, like Brett Favre saying that ultimately. He said Kaepernick is Pat Tillman of today. That's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 done such a full circle, which is crazy, and that makes it even funnier that our president continues to. I mean, bring it up in his speeches and tweets. Like, like it's. I don't get see. I don't get angry. I just laugh. Like, I'm like, dude, homeboy's still tweeting. Like he's still tweeting, bro. I mean, the whole like, the thing with Trump, it's just. I mean. We can. I really don't want to talk politics as much. Yeah, we don't have to because you, you, you know I think both people running, but both candidates for president of the United States are complete and total boobs and rapists. I mean, yeah, Bill O'Brien should it would a hundred percent fit right in as a third party candidate you, for you, president of the United States. You know, States. What, like he couldn't be more like the two guys who are running for president. No, you know what this is? This is like. The presidential race is Bill O'Brien versus Mike McCarthy. Yeah, totally. And except they're both rapists, like you said. And allegedly. 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 Anyway, um, but the thing about Trump, I mean, Trump is just unbelievable. I mean, there was less people at that Trump rally than there are at like a Bobcats game. It's so entertaining though, dude. There's no one there. And- he he literally sh- showed that he could dr- like part of his big speech was like showing people that he could drink a glass of water, and then he threw the glass of water away. But that's what I'm saying. It's so entertaining, and like people get so turned and like worked worked up over it. And TikTok kids are trolling him, and K-pop stands. It's the best thing ever. K-pop stands, and no one went. Oh, absolutely uh, amazing. By the way, I know we're going to make this a short episode. I got to tell you about my, my, lift, my lift ride. I had a lift driver who was either he couldn't see or he was drunk or he was high. I got a full refund from my, from my trip on Friday. Because what, he, was, he was erratically driving? or Dude, he was going. I, came, I was going from, I was in downtown Cincinnati and I was going back to my, my dad's house, which is like, it's close. It's like a 15-minute drive from downtown. He was driving, he had to be high. He was driving so slow. And I kept being like, I do not feel safe in this guy's car. He kept like squinting his eyes and like looking where to go on his phone. 
And then on my actual street, I go to left and he goes, uh, I know. And he takes this wide turn. He almost ran into a parked car at midnight on my street. I said, bro, just let me out here. Just let me out here. And I've never had a more terrifying experience. Cause like, you know, we're going on a bridge across the Ohio river twice. Did, like, did Will Kallenbach drive you home from downtown Cincinnati? <laughs> no, th- again, this guy was driving slow. He wasn't going 100 miles an hour straight. But he almost, but he almost hit a parked car on your street. Sure, sure, sure. Wild, though. Like, you ever had to fill out one of those reports? I was uh, like, yeah, I have. Like, they sent me a message like, we don't refund people. And then they followed it right back up with, well, in this case, I think we will. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Okay, Prano. So you, you, we're talking cars. That's a good segue into NASCAR. They found a noose in Bubba Wallace's like garage or whatever it is. I don't know NASCAR areas, and uh, a lot of people were saying it was planted. A lot of evidence would say, "Hey, no, it's not. It's NASCAR. It's a bunch of racist." I said on the last episode, "I'm gonna kind of sit this one out and just see how it plays out." Um, and, and I said, it's really neither here nor there uh, about this specifically, but the evidence certainly points toward some sort of racist dickhead because, and again, I don't want to talk about race on this show all the time. I've gotten many, an angry thing, an angry message from dirt balls and I've gotten threatened about people and you're a blah, blah, blah. And like all the things people want to say to me, I don't want to do this every episode, but the bottom line is. We're talking about one of the major sports in America, whether you like it or not. And they banned the Confederate flag. And prior to the whole news thing, many, many people, there's pictures and videos, to, pics and vids to steal from our friend Robert Littell, that they brought their Confederate flags out in mass outside of the events. Because they're going to be like, oh, we can't do it in there, but we can do it out here and we'll show you. And it's like, again, miss me with everything about the Confederate flag unless you are literally one of the two guys who was cast as the Dukes of Hazard in the 70s. You're not allowed to rock the, American, the, the Confederate flag at all anymore. It's just a symbol of racism. Well, again, and not only that, you lost. Like, you lost. Come on in. You, you lost the war. The, the, the Confederate flag is a symbol of a country or a failed succession from a country that lost. Yeah. I mean, dude, you don't, you don't see Joe walking around wearing a 2015 New York Mets runner-up t-shirt. That's the equivalent. It literally is the equivalent of a runner-up t-shirt. I'm being handed a baby, Andy. There is a baby on the podcast. Is this a first? This is our youngest ever Dirty Sports guest right here. And who do we have on camera? This is Olivia. So a little dirt ball? Yeah, a little dirt ballette. How many months? The The world's youngest dirt ball. What, six months old? Nine, nine months old. Well, looking, looking at, looking at her aunt Colleen to go back out. I I heard the garage door open, and he's gonna be surprised to see me here. 
the world's oldest dirt ball, Walt Ruther, <laughs> might be walking in here in a split second. The, uh, the, the opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So, look, man, there's a bad history. They obviously had to remove the flag for a reason. So if you're one of those Jesse small lit kind of stuff, just let it play out. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And, and there's and not good reason. There's not good reason to say that when your history has a bad, or when your sport has a bad history of racism. And also, like, you know, the the Jesse Smollett thing was, uh, I mean, was one of the more most ridiculous like plans ever. But everybody from the beginning was like, this is the weirdest story of all time. Yeah. And like, like I said, last episode uh, that, we, you know, the episode that we, we lost to whatever is this news thing is not the, is not a rarity on the level of, you know, two Nigerian MAGA guys beat me up and stole my lunchbox or whatever his story was. Yeah. News, nooses are being hung all over the place. This is, one of the new things that's that's happening in the 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 racist rights side of this uh, argument is responding by hanging nooses places, including dozens of them being held, hung in uh, a park in Harlem. Yeah. So I I don't even know why you'd get defensive to begin with. And by the way, Andy, did you, I don't know if you saw, did you see what the NYPD said about the nooses in Harlem? I did not. That they were a leftover rope from pinatas. Pinata, huh? Pinatas, yeah. And I responded to our, our buddy Ned, who shared the story on Twitter, by saying, yeah, you didn't know that this is the new thing. Uh, beating pinatas is antiquated. Uh, uh, like assaulting them is not how you get the candy anymore. You have to choke them to death. Until yeah. they give up, until they give up the candy themselves, till they choke the candy out. I mean, I'll tell you what, and, and, we, and we had this in the last episode. I said piñatas are one of the most underrated and underappreciated things that have come from the Mexican culture. Who does not have a piñata? And, and, and I would say, and I would say, forget the Mexican culture. I think it's one of the most underrated things that have come from any culture. It's just, it's just candy-filled paper mache that you beat to death until the candy is revealed. My dad is chiming in. I can't hear a word he's saying because I got the air. He, he almost wanted to chime in on the pinatas, but I don't, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> what I think is we should have got a pinata for Father's Day. I think we need a dirty sports pinata that is full of d- dirty sports prizes. Like what? I don't know. Koozies, dirty sports t-shirts, merch. And then like when people come, they get... But like it should be like a really well-made piata, pinata. And when, when people pay the hundred dollars to come in they get one hack at it with a wiffle ball bat one hack one hack i think we should have pinatas that are full of covid tests so like Ooh. you knock the pinata out covid swabs yeah is that how they test you the swabs i mean i think there's a, a bunch of different ways now uh, my girlfriend got like a mouth swab as opposed to the nasal one that goes and touches your brain what's the turnaround time on that i think a couple days couple days have you been tested no i'm thinking about it though yeah i think maybe for me uh is doing it when i get back to los angeles yeah yeah which is supposed to be tomorrow which which by the way for me is supposed to be august 3rd in case the dirt balls want to know because you're coming here to st louis 
I'll be in St. Louis the last weekend, uh, last weekend of uh, basically July 31st to August 3rd, I'll be in St. Louis. And then I'll be back in LA. But you know, and what is that? That's like a bachelor party or something? Or no, it's just it's just me and my college buddies. Like I, I got a real tight group of friends doing dude bro social distancing dude bro things. There'll be no social distancing. Lots of bro things though. Yeah, he, he's got a he's got a place and, and a pool, so you know, lots of bro stuff. But I uh, I'll be excited to get back. I mean, it's it's been so long. I feel like I've been in Cincinnati for six months. Yeah. I am interested to see what's going on in Los Angeles when we, when we get back there. When was the last time you were there? Uh, well, I was, I was there for a day uh, on last Monday and into Tuesday morning. And fun story about, uh, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's like race protests related, but somebody has been uh, attacking the windows of my building. People have been throwing objects through the windows of my building. So the last thing I did before... I got, I left, was bored up my window. Smart move. Yeah. Now, now you said again in the last episode, you, you had a great, uh, great theory. I don't even know if it's a theory that the Ruther curse is back and it's better than ever. The fact that I have season tickets. The first time I've ever got season tickets ever for any- anything. Now. So you have, Tickets to every single Chargers game. And now fans in sports have been banned entirely. Completely. That is taking Ruther Curse to the next level, dude. Yeah. Like, you, need to, you really need to start using this for good. I mean, I know it's hard to fake it, but you really need to start, start using this for good. But that's the point. It's genuine. And, and your point about I leave and Mildred doesn't have a homeless person on it now. Yeah. No, no more homeless people on Mildred after you left. What's going to happen when I come back? I know what's going to happen to Cincinnati. I, I feel like I feel like the second you leave Cincinnati to fly back to Los Angeles, there's going to be a tidal wave that takes out the Eastern Seaboard and makes Cincinnati like the new Hamptons. Your like your dad's house is going to be coastline. I'll be amazing. Like three day, three days after you leave, he's going to be like my property value just went up like tenfold. I come right back. <laughs> where are you at joe okay you're pre nostradamus yeah where do you where do you think i'm living in 2021 give me some odds give me some percentages it's a great question uh in 2021 i think okay, okay we'll start off with in the city of los angeles and then in the state of california i will say that you start 2021 in los angeles really I think, well, well, here's the thing. I think you're going to get back in August. You're not going to move the second you get back. No. Next thing you know, it'll be September. Football starts. And then Andy Ruther's just chugging along, doing Andy Ruther things, screen grabbing videos from his TV on Sundays, churning out sports content. Well, I've said, you know, there's no rash decisions. 2021 is a, is a reassessment. So we'll see. You got a few months to win me over, LA, Cali. I'm going with an open mind, but but I'm just saying. I keep I keep chirping in your ear on text. There is a lot of good towns all over the like like you you have been saying it all along. 
And to your credit, I was the one who was hell bent stuck in LA, but now that's changed. Yeah. And I'm, I, look, I, I feel like I've got a new, I feel like what, one thing that coronavirus has done for me, it, it's like I, um, I'm the guy in office space after he's been hypnotized. I'm just like, whatever, man. Like, I don't know. I don't care. It is what it is. I just keep saying it is what it is to everything, which is such a vague and useless term. But like, unless, uh, unless comedy clubs are open, like, what's the point of being a comedian in LA? I mean, comedy clubs are open in Phoenix, Arizona, but they're not open in Los Angeles. So technically, if you're a comedian, you'd be better off being in Phoenix, Arizona right now than in Los Angeles. And we talked about it on the episode. Maybe we will talk about it again. We got a question about everything that's going on with comedy store comics right now and all that. But like, what is even being a comic in LA now? And like, there's no one's got, like, there's no, there's no community. First of all, everybody's out to help themselves. Everybody's throwing each other under the bus, but also no clubs are open. It's not just stand-up. I say that as Eddie Ift calls me. Yeah. Well, it's not just stand-up, you know. You're seeing improv theaters closing, improv schools. I mean, the whole comedy world. I mean, it's we are, we are at a, a, a point in history, and I don't say that lightly because I mean it, and I think you agree, and you know this, Joe. I mean, even just taking three and a half, four months off, Comedy's like sports. It's like working out. Like you got to flex that muscle. You know what I'm saying? Like all these people have taken all this time off. You're not just going to get right back to being as great as you were, even the best. And, and can you even talk about certain topics? I'm not talking about topics in terms of like cancellation or whatever, but like how important is some of the stuff that we were talking about going forward when you consider everything that's going on with the virus, with race, with politics, I, I understand that comedy is still a getaway for a lot of people, but like, if you're up there going, you know, my Tinder profile, blah blah blah. Yeah, then, I don't like, think we're gonna be into but, it. But, I mean, I, first of all, I think I think seventy percent of comedians uh, have lost their careers just because no one's been able to go on a Tinder date for a while. So, bye, goodbye to hacks everywhere. Bye forever. <laughs> It's yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm real curious to where it goes um, from a personal and also a fan point of view. And, and it's the same way with sports. I mean, have you, like, have you, have you really sat down and thought you've had sports removed for almost three and a half months now, what that's done to you psychologically. I, and I'm not even making a joke here because as people who watch it all the time and suddenly we've taken this out of our life and at some point we're going to put it back in. I've thought like, what's that effect? I think it's going to have, it's going to have a similar effect to me. And I, and I hate to say this, especially to our fans of our sports podcast who are obviously are still, if you're still listening to this three months into a pandemic where we haven't had any sports whatsoever, you're, you have a sick sports addiction. Um, and you are going to be the person that comes back. No, but, but like for me, I think feel like this is going to be like when I 
skip when I, when I take a break from drinking for a month or two, I always come back and I'm less of a drinker from that point on. Like I actually, I think it's going to be hard. I think when sports return, I'm going to be excited as excited as I've been for a while, but I feel like I won't, I'm not going to have the like obsession with sports that I have for a lot of my life after this, just because it's like it, in a way it is nice to like get away and it is nice to not have to focus on this all the time. It is nice. It is nice to open. I mean, the social media is a cesspool right now of terrible opinions on a lot of other stuff. But honestly, I got to say, it's been nice not to open Twitter and have some asshole yelling at me about my sports opinions. I mean, yeah, I think these are all fair points. And Part of me thinks there's a good chance that I'll feel the same way. Obviously, I love sports. I've always loved sports, and they've been such a vital part of my entire life. But you learn how to adapt, right? You learn how to evolve and adjust as humans. That, that's just that's – just- But base, baseball's out of the mix with no sign of ever returning. Baseball has, is going to lose fans. You really, think, you really think they're just not going to play? Yeah, I really think they're not going to play. And honestly, I hope I hope they don't play. I hope the players I hope the players don't play because to let to let the owners off the hook by coming back and playing 50 games, uh, to let the owners scam you into a 50 game season when players have been play, saying let's play ball, it would be shameful. And yeah. so I I hope they don't play. And I think they're going to lose fans. I think this is going to be the worst thing that happened to baseball since the last strike since steroids and I think it's deserved and it's going to, it's going to be hard for me. It's going to be hard to come back to baseball to the level of excitement that I have had the last few years with how good, you know, some of the players, at least on my favorite team have been from DeGrom to Alonzo, all that stuff. Like it's going to be hard for me to care that much. And I stopped caring about college football a long time ago because I wanted Saturdays free again. Uh, the NBA is going to come back. They're going to finish. And I think the NBA will be exciting to go right in the playoffs, but it's going to be hard to care that much again. I mean, we talk about LeBron James career is winding down. I mean, sure. There's a couple seasons left, but for me as a Knicks fan and a guy who's thinks he's watching the greatest player to ever play, the Knicks aren't going to be good anytime soon. There's a chance three years from now, LeBron's not playing. The Knicks are still a total disaster. Like, yeah, I'll still care about the NBA, but like, I won't have any rooting interest whatsoever. Well, and another thing is, I thought we'd have things figured out more. And I thought this would be, you know, maybe a 2020 thing. I just don't know if that's going to be the case anymore. I, I actually, I don't think it is, you know, I've kind of projected in my own head to the future. You know what I'm saying? Not just myself personally, but 2021, you know what I'm saying? Like, Joe, where does this leave all these sports in 2021? It's going to be changed forever. And and the, the sooner we get back to like a normalcy of people being able to attend games of seasonal normalcy, like that, that we, we don't have a ton of overlap. I mean, let's talk about baseball coming back and competing with the end of basketball season and the start of football season. You may as well light baseball on fire. Who's going to that? Who's watching that? 
I'm I'm a huge baseball fan, but the NBA playoffs are on and week one of the NFL's on. What I mean, you're checking box scores. Yeah. They, and, I, and I think the owners know that they would have a huge up, uphill battle to climb, you know. It, it's just it's just not gonna work out. Well, look, Joe, I know we we made it rapid fire. We did again, we did rapid fire. The episode that we lost was way better than this episode. It happens. <laughs> you can't you can't recreate can't recreate greatness. I, I, you know what, Andy? I know you said you were going to save some of the questions to, for the next show, but I think we should hop into this comedy question because I think it's timely and I think it'll okay. be wasted. I think it'll be wasted if we uh, if we push it. We can answer the other questions and stuff on uh, on a future episode. Okay. Uh, DM Andy personally. DM us at the Dirty Sports on Instagram and Twitter. You can message me at Joe Prano on Instagram at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Uh, paid questions like Austin O'Neill sent us via Venmo always moves you to the top of the list. But there is one question that we got regarding kind of cancel culture and everything that's going on in comedy right now, and I'd love to get it out before it's like kind of old news. Yeah, Although, for sure. Not that, not that cancel culture is going to be old news anytime soon. Well, it's a DM question from uh, David Barry. He said he wants to know our commentary on the LA comedy scene especially big names at the comedy store as people try to cancel them. And I assume he's talking, obviously everybody last week, a lot of people were in the news, Chris Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz. Jeff Ross is kind of quietly in the news. Jeff Ross. So, I mean, you can start, you, you already said some things earlier. Yeah. And uh, you know, what I mostly wanted to say is um, there's a couple of different issues at work here. And Andy and I have been pretty outspoken on cancel culture in general. And it's a nightmare. Uh, The idea of going back, even with athletes, going back to people's tweets from 15 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever, and saying, look what this person said, or going back and, you know, if, if Lauren Michaels put something on the air 20 years ago, then it was something that the idea of somebody getting canceled over it now is ridiculous. The idea that Jimmy Fallon has come out and apologize for doing blackface. Meanwhile, like Jimmy Kimmel's not apologizing for doing Carl Malone. It's just, we talked about it. The hypocrisy of everything is ridiculous. But most importantly for me, the same way Matt Damon took a lot of heat when he said that every Me Too issue isn't the same. Saying somebody who raped somebody is the same as somebody who, you know, pinched somebody's butt is ridiculous. And that and that's the same thing that goes for these comedy, uh, the, the comedy cancellations. The idea that we're talking about potentially like sexual predators, like, uh, and and again, I, I believe that, you know, every one of these cases should have an opportunity. I don't like Chris Lea. Fuck him. He was a dick to me. But like, I'm also not just like canceling him on, on a whim because she rates dogs, shared some tweets about it. It's, it, yeah. by the way, fuck Chris D'Elia. I totally believe that it's possible that this could happen. He dresses like my nephew. Uh, so like the, the idea of a 30 plus year old guy who dresses like he's 11 is into young girls, totally reasonable at the same time. Uh, I haven't seen 
I, I haven't even spent the time to like read a bunch of tweets about it because I don't care. But the idea of trying to cancel Chris D'Elia and Jeff Ross for potentially like sleeping with teenagers and at the same time like bringing like Joe Rogan into it for laughing at somebody's bit and you know I'm not a Joe Rogan fan either. It's not the same thing. It's like and the idea that like and, and also like kind of bringing us into it there are now women and people on the internet just saying every comedy every every comedian's every male comedian's a scumbag. And I'm like, "Hey, I don't listen to Rogan. I don't hang out with Dalia. I, I, I don't I, I have nothing to do with any of these people. And actually, by choice, I don't hang out at the comedy store. I don't kiss ass. I'm not like I'm not going around like begging to be in this group of people who all circle jerk each other's podcasts and go, you're going to listen to me on this podcast and then his podcast with this guy on it. And it all goes and 10 guys telling the same stories all the time and joking around about Chris D'Elia being a pedophile. It's like, this doesn't have anything to do with me. I, yeah. I treat, I treat people with respect. I treat people with kindness and, and, th and it's really important. Something to note is be careful of the guys who don't ever make a joke that you find offensive. They're probably the guys that are doing something terrible. Do I have a misogynistic joke in my act at some point? Some people would say, you know, me saying, oh, female referees are going to, you know, not tell you what they're mad about. Like, I, I've, had, I've had a girlfriend tell me that that was the, her least favorite joke, that it was offensive to women. Okay, but guess what? I treat women with respect and kindness. I'm, I'm basically a serial monogamist. I'm always dating somebody. It's just the idea that everybody is trying to cancel everybody simultaneously and acting like Joe Rogan laughing at a 70-year-old man doing blowjob jokes is the same thing as Chris D'Elia potentially like sleeping with 15-year-olds. And that somehow I'm involved because I'm a male comedian. Now I'm on watch. What did I do? All I ever did was avoid all of these people. Well, the hypocrisy has been my main issue with all this, whether it's entertainment, sports, politics. Everyone's a hypocrite. And everyone needs to just own it. We're all hypocrites. And this virtue signaling is so ridiculous and these people who make it their life to go after other people's livelihoods or like you said to just blatantly associate it's absurd yeah. I, I i stand by what i've always stood by of judging the individual right i mean i think cancel culture is out of control i think if you're a part of the mob you're out of control I think there's a lot of people, men and women, that are trying to jump on board to, to say, look at me, like I am, I am not the person that, I, I'm, a, I'm somebody you can trust. I would never do this. In fact, I'm gonna shit on that person who did it. I'm not gonna shit on Chris D'Elia, not because I think he did anything right. He probably did something wrong. I don't give a shit. And if you're out there telling me that I'm part of the problem, no. I am part of the solution. I have been telling you not to give a shit about Chris Leah forever. Well, and these armies don't realize when you go after people like, I want to talk about Rogan and, and Joey Diaz for a second. 
you're not canceling them. They don't care. They have strength in numbers. They have loyalty. They have a, a very rabid fan base. They have, and you know, Joey I, Diaz has never been on network television. And ever. doesn't care. And doesn't care. And is never going to be. And doesn't want to be. And, that, and, and that's what, what, and what are you canceling Joe Rogan from? His Spotify deal? And then he has to go back and just continue to make $19 million an episode selling his own ads? Look, man, I'm a huge fan, obviously, of Rogan's podcast. I like Joey Diaz a lot. Like, I'm a huge fan of both those guys, and I love that. Because what's so great in 2020, because we talk about a lot of the bad things, is that you can control your own platform. And that's what these guys are doing. And they have an audience, and they do what they want. And they're untouchable. I'm just going to say it right now. Like, those guys are untouchable. Who's 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 like you said, Joey Diaz is—he's like, not on—he's not on a sitcom. He's not on a sitcom. They tried to cancel Howard Stern. It's like, dude, Howard Stern. Howard Stern has provided you with forty years worth of cancelable stuff. Good luck. What happens when you cancel Howard Stern? You think Sirius is canceling? So Sirius is going bankrupt yeah. because they're like, it's not happening. Yeah, Spotify. And, Spotify just inve- invested upwards. They say to two hundred million dollars into Joe Rogan. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. And, and, and you know what? Like, I'm just sick and tired of hearing, like, the best part about being in comedy is that you're one man and you're a microphone and you're doing your thing. Or when we're podcasting, Andy, it's me and you and two microphones and a thing. And I've done podcasts with Chris Wilde and Lachlan. And Chris Wilde's not even a comic per se, but, and, and Eddie Ift and Lachlan. I'm friends with like five comedians. And that's the thing, that's like, that's the beauty of comedy. I have nothing to do with any of these people. So you could be a fan of Joe Rogan, you could be a fan of Crystal Lee, you could be a fan of Jeffrey Ross. I don't care. I'm in comedy because I want to do my comedy. This, I don't have anything. I, and like, ladies, if you're in comedy and you're complaining about how you've been treated, why did you expect these people to treat you well? Everybody is garbage. I never, I've never gotten treated well by anybody. When's the last time a comedian, like, when's the last time a comedian helped you do anything, Andy? No one's, no one's giving me a leg up. The comedy stores have been like, Joe, oh man, you're a straight white dude. Come on and be a paid regular. Yeah. It's not how it works. I have five friends in comedy, and the most any of them have provided for me is Eddie Ift or Lachlan Patterson bringing me on the road for 800 bucks for the weekend. Yeah. And guess what? If one of them comes out as a racist or a pedophile, 800 bucks doesn't buy my sounds. Not that either of them are a pedophile. Pro- probably not. Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. If any of them are racist, it's probably Eddie. But like, <laughs> I, I think he's owned that, you know? Look, man, when I see all this stuff, when I've been removed the last 45 that was a, days. That was a joke, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. For everybody who doesn't know jokes. It makes me want no part of that business, I'll be honest. I mean, it's true. Like, like I've been here 45 days, and I've enjoyed my time, and – I enjoy doing this show with you. And, and that's what I, and that's what I, I agree with you, Andy. Like we just got to do our thing. And, and, and I'm serious. And that's how I feel. And like, 
obviously you and I have aspirations of maybe some other things in Hollywood, but at the end of the day, I, I don't, I don't care enough about that as much as I do about what we're doing here. And, and look, I do care. I do care about my personal career and I do care about that stuff. And I ended last, you know, I ended, I ended the episode we lost saying this and I'll say it again. This should be a, this whole pandemic and this whole cancel culture and whatever should be a great moment for everybody to reset and come back. Like, Support the things that you care about. I hope that you're listening to this show because you like us and you like dirty sports. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Come see a show. Tell your local comedy club you want to see me because I'm a fucking good guy and I don't have I don't have a the all things comedy network holding me up or all being a paid regular at the comedy store holding me up and a bunch of people helping a bunch of their friends out. That's not me. I'm the dirty sports podcast guy and I do stand up. And if you want me to come to your town and not hook up with your teenage children, I'm there. I'm the guy to call. So I hope you do support people that you like and stop being convinced to like someone because there's a gross broken network of executives and or people that are hoisting them up. Yeah. Well, look, let's get you out of go, here. Go, go see a comedian because he's funny, not because he's, I don't know, a wrestler who does a podcast with a comedian who's funny. On that note, let's wrap it up. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther, Joe Prano. Follow him at Fix Your Life on Twitter and, and at Joe Prano on Instagram. That's the show. Thank you for doing double duty with me today, Prano. Dirtballs, sorry that I lost that episode. You missed some gems, I will say. You missed an amazing bit about Bill Belichick running an HGTV TV show. But hey. You can't, but you, you know, there's no, there's no redo button on the genius switch. No, there isn't. All right, Dirtballs, have a great week. Stay safe. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>